Hey everyone, and welcome to the podcast of Nonsensical Gamers. This is episode 61, or part 2, of our Nonsensical Yearbook for 2016. My name is Matt, and joining me again on the show, my first and favorite co-host, Miss Tiffany B. Heyo. I mean, hello. And my second and favorite brother, Dan. Tiff. Oh. Hey. Hey, Tiff. What happened to Dan? You're not Dan. (laughs) It's Richard. Hey, Tiff. How you doing? Just wanted to come in. Wanted to defend myself and my games. Because I heard y'all talking help. about me last time. I heard y'all talking. And I didn't win. And I'm kind of sad about it. I was crying into my little southern tears. They gained up on me, Richard. I know. You did You did valiantly. But I, I designed a new game. And it's called Defenders of Your First Category. Uh, because I just wanted to come on and defend myself <laughs> because I didn't win your first category. So it's going to go on my defender's line. Uh, it's got some dice. And basically, when you roll the dice, it's got all the games you guys talked about. But no, not really. It's just got my game. So I always win when I roll those dice. And it's got Cthulhu. I just threw Cthulhu in there for no reason. Kind of like all my other games. Are you defending the category from Cthulhu? No, because Cthulhu didn't win, did it? It was that, it was that Sithy. Or whatever it was called, yeah. <laughs> Richard, it, it it's so kind of you to join us. Will you be joining us for the rest of the uh, the categories here? Nah, because I'm kind of losing my voice. But uh, I just wanted to come on real quick and say, hey, y'all, and especially Tiff. Hey, Tiff. Always a pleasure. All right, I'm gonna turn it back over to Dan because he's sitting here patiently. Um, he looks a little bit drunk though, so we'll let him, <laughs> let him talk. I feel like we're going to have to go through and put Defenders of the Last Stand in every category from here on out. Oh, yeah. No, no, definitely. If you guys don't, then I'm going to be really upset. I'm going to be really, really sad. The South will rise again, and I will come. Whoa. (laughs) I will come, and I will haunt you. I will haunt your Cthulhu dreams. This is taking a turn, Richard. (laughs) Yeah. You guys guys made me sad. I'm sorry. I just had to come on and tell you that, but... Check out my new games, uh, Defenders of Space, Defenders of the Office Building, Defenders of the Thief's Heist. Uh, I'm just I'm just taking every theme. Defenders of the Vikings. I like that one a lot. Defenders of the Vikings. Is there going to be a Wild West one, Richard? That's what I'm into. I already designed one, Tiff. Remember you backed it on Kickstarter. What are you talking about? We didn't, I, well, it was basically all my other games, and I just changed the title. <laughs> hey, I'm hey, so Dan. Glad the real, real Richard doesn't listen to our podcast. Poor guy. It's not fair. It's all right. I'll edit this one. <laughs> Dan, yeah. I'm gonna need you to put Richard back in his box <laughs> so that we can move on with the show. I'm done. I'm back. Welcome Richard to the show, is great, Dan. Though. I think I'm still drunk. We're happy to have you. Yep. What's up, ladies? You can say. Ah, oh, there we go. Okay. We can't start a show without your patented catchphrase. I'm here. It took five minutes. Can wait? Can Richard do your catchphrase? Hey Tiff, what my my ladies? Oh no, that's not good. Mm, No, it's not as good. I don't like that. There's only one. All right. Well, hopefully you've listened to part one of our discussion for our nonsensical yearbook 2016. Like I said, this is part two. But before we get into that, remember that you can always find us on Facebook.com/slash League of Nonsensical Gamers. Shoot us an email at podcast at nonsensicalgamers.com. Find us on BGG Guild number 2077. We're going to throw up a thread talking about these categories and maybe what you would pick for each one of them. 
and uh, find us on places like Twitter and Instagram. Thank you, as always, to the best sponsor this show has ever had, Tasty Minstrel Games. You can find them at playtmg.com and look out for a few of their new games that we actually got our hands on. Some of their smaller card games like Zooscape and Dan's new favorite game, Three to Four Headed Dragon, and things like that. No. No. (laughs) No. I love Tasty Minstrel, but I will never pick up that game again. We'll talk about that one day. Yeah. They have some good things coming down the pike, though, so keep an eye out. Uh, But for now, let's go ahead and jump back into our yearbook discussion. We have five more categories to round out our accolades for this year, and we are going to waste... And we're going to waste. We're going to waste your time. And we are going to waste your time. Already done that. Mission accomplished. We are going to waste no time getting into our first category of this episode. It is most inspirational, our most unique or innovative game. The games nominated within this category are Star Wars Rebellion, A Feast for Odin, Captain Sonar, Junk Art, Ice Cool Agility, Castles of Burgundy, TCG meaning the card game, Mystic Veil, Vast, Swinging Jive Cat, Clask, and Tavarua. All right, Dan, you're feeling a little saucy, so what's on your mind? I'm not, I'm not feeling saucy. I still have some saucy in me, though, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> right off the bat, Castles of Burgundy, card game, gone. Agility, gone. <laughs> Decisiveness. That's just me. I'm being decisive on those two. It's not I just mean, you. I agree. Okay. Excellent. You agree? Both of those are gone? Yeah. We don't really find looking... the card game version of a bigger game to be that innovative anymore? Not anymore. Although it was a good Well, that's good the thing. It was a it was a really good implementation of the original and so much so that it's basically the original in card You know what I mean? So it's not that innovative. They didn't do anything new to it. But it's a really good game. I got you. And then agility is... I don't remember who exactly put that on the list. It might have been me, but... It wasn't me. I was thinking theme again, you know, unique theme, but we kind of already chatted about that in the theme discussion. Do you find the mechanics did anything that unique, Tiff? I can't actually remember too much about... That's probably a no, no, then. So I'd say that's a no. (laughs) I just remember thinking, yeah, this is okay. Okay. That's fair. (laughs) <laughs> what do we think about Clask? That stands out as one that's probably not that unique or innovative. I feel like the game is unique, or at least it was unique in the moment because this game kind of rose up out of nowhere. It was a dexterity game, but it's also got that table game feel, and it uses the magnets pretty unique or creatively. But overall, I feel like the game is pretty much just like air hockey. I mean, it's not that. Is it that innovative? I don't know. Magnets? Yeah, it is, it is pretty much air hockey, but the use of the magnets is pretty cool. I don't know if that makes it the uh, most inspirational game. I'd say on this list, it's at the bottom of what remains for me, but I, I understand. Like, I guess it, yeah, it's a new twist on an old game. Like, the whole magnets under the table thing, that's not new. Like, games do that. Yeah, I don't know. You guys know my okay. thoughts on Clask. Yeah. All right. Let's well, knock that off. All right. So I think one of the, probably one of the games that was talked about for its ingenuity or its innovation was 
well, actually two, they're right next to each other, Mystic Veil and Vast. I want to start with Mystic Veil, though. Do we feel like the card building or card crafting system really did what it meant to do and, and really kind of showed the hobby that you could do deck building in a new way? Yeah, uh, yeah. I think it showed the hobby that you can have clear cards for like 40 bucks mainly because <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> that's all you ever hear anyone talk about is like how the heck is this they did they produce this game yeah um I again it's a it's deck building and it's it's different the cards are definitely unique and I think that's what they stand out for but the gameplay itself I think as we talked when we discussed the game like I don't find the game overly interesting i think it would be better suited as part of a bigger game uh, as which like, is the like intention an, yeah yeah and i yeah so i'm i'm hesitant to say that it's most unique or innovative because i see it as kind of still in its infancy and knowing that it is part of something bigger i don't know it, but it's definitely it's definitely unique. I think those cards are pretty unique. I think it's it sticks around for a little bit longer at least because looking at the list, I think those clear cards and the fact that they work so well, uh, the only downfall is that your cards get too thick in the sleeves. Uh, but aside from that, I mean, it really does. It works as a system, and I'm surprised that more games haven't already tried to snatch up uh, and do that a different way. I mean, Gloom kind of pushed it to begin with so it was almost kind of borrowed from that but yeah. so let's chat about the other game that i mentioned vast i feel like vast is probably going to shoot to the top of this list because of its full eight asymmetry right yeah vast is super unique i think in my my personal experience with it for all of its faults you know and there are some it's it fits right into this category because that asymmetry throughout all five of the roles is crazy it's like five games in one balance to play together kind of thing it's it's i've i think i called it ambitious in the past and i think it still is a very ambitious project curious to see what they do because they're apparently expanding it so yeah tiff have you come across any games that can manage to pull off what vast pulled off well, I don't really know what Vast pulled off because I haven't actually played it. I've heard you talk about it. I believe you, but I don't know. Just that I, fully having... asymmetric, you know, no, I, I'm only know trying to beat is. you. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. <laughs> but there are asymmetric games. It just did it better, right? I think it just did it on a bigger scale. Yeah. I don't. I, better is a trickier word to kind of defend, but it definitely did it in a in a four player way, you know, it's that you see a lot of two player asymmetry. Sometimes you see three player asymmetry where you kind of balance each other out, but four player asymmetry with actually a fifth option with the thief and they all, uh, the balancing does work even if the individual player roles aren't always fun. I mean, we point to the goblins a lot that the goblins are tough and that they don't always work as well as the other ones, but the asymmetry in balancing each other out really is there even if the individual roles aren't fully formed. So I think what games have done with asymmetry in the past is mainly just kind of differentiate roles and things like this. But what Vast did was almost something akin to like space cadets in that each individual role was different and it was its own game in itself. Like each player was doing completely different mechanics, which was really interesting. So instead of like just 
you know, you have plus one attack and this player has plus one defense and you're a thief and you're a warrior. You know what I mean? Like it was like the thief is deck building. The warrior is, you know, action point movement system or something like that. There's completely different games, you know, different components, different everything. And that's what I think makes it super unique from an asymmetry point of view. All right. It sounds like we have enough ideas to kind of keep vast around for now. How about our duo of dexterity games, Ice Cool and Junk Art? I mean, I think Junk Art is a stacking game. Yeah, that's been done. But it did gamify it in a new way. It, it's got yes. there's mini games that they throw in uh, that can be changed based on player count. And the system of cards is kind of unique. And the stacking, they are unique shapes if you want to count that. I mean, it, it's very Bandu-esque, but it's not quite, It's I feel like it's different enough. You mean ball sack? Yeah, sorry. It's very ball sack esque. <laughs> Tiff shakes her head disapprovingly. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I it's it's unique for a dexterity game, but I think the I think ice cool is more unique than Agree. junk art. Agree. I was just gonna say that's a thing in dexterity games that we haven't seen at all. Like we've seen stacking games, we've seen weird pieces in stacking games, but like wibbly wobbly penguin flicking is pretty new yeah making good use of the weeble wobble thingy ah the old wibbly wobbly penguin flicking i'm terrible at it by the way i don't get how anybody does the three room or four room clear practice it's madness (laughs) i think that game yeah i think high school is pretty cool using the i'm gonna call it the weeble wobble the the different weighted penguins uh, is pretty neat and they did turn it into a game you know i i don't know how much longevity you get out of that but a lot of people enjoy ice cool and i've seen many uh, a family at the game store kind of gawk over it and what it manages to do i think that looking at the rest of the list we've got swing and jive cat i think that's a unique game but in terms of mechanics i don't i think it's just contract completion i don't know that it has a whole lot that's innovative I agree with that. Yeah. And Tavarua, I, I thought, was a lot of fun and was pretty cool the way that they managed to simulate the surfing and the breaking of the waves. Again, I don't know how much... I don't know. It, the card system was kind of cool. I don't know if it's most unique or innovative, though. No. I think I think right now, for me, like it's getting stacked up against Mystic Veil and Vast. Yeah. And it's you got to be more unique than those two. And do we I think that I don't think Tavarua did it? I mean, Tavarua is a really cool game. I like it a lot, actually. But I don't. I mean, it's basically just simultaneous action selection with your cards, kind of thing. Like yeah. It just does it in a different way, which is cool. And I guess it's still. I mean, it fits in this category. Yeah, but it sounds like it comes off. Does uh, Captain Sonar with its eight-player simultaneous play with the the sub hunting get most unique? I mean, dice duel did it before in a similar way but captain sonar seems to work a little bit better i don't know i mean it's got some unique elements like i think the the team's like calling out their movement and you having to like understand and listen and that kind of thing and it does it real time as well as you can play it turn-based it does some cool things but uh still stacked up against mystic veil and vast i i can't vote for it uh all right so that leaves us with our last two that haven't been talked about we've got star wars rebellion which managed to do 
two-player large-scale kind of simulation and the the hunt and run kind of thing and then feast for odin which isn't necessarily unique like it is just a worker placement type game but the combination of the board play which has that patchwork element and then the big worker placement with the chaining together of actions and like it does feel innovative to that heavy euro line so what about those two tiff what do you think i mean i think they both go but i haven't played either so i feel like my opinion doesn't count as much i mean it's a worker placement game and it's a star wars game i I hey star wars is not a mechanic i know but i'd get rid of star wars yeah before i got i I can agree with that i mean i think that it did do two-player gaming different um it's just the scale is is really kind of impressive but probably not as innovative unique yeah it's just a big scale star wars game so out of feast for odin ice cool mystic veil vast it sounds like mystic veil and vast get their place do we go ice cool or feast for odin i mean for me i keep feast for odin because i think it's a better game and it's gonna stay well we're not talking about good game we're talking i know but if i have to like if i have to give some kind of reasoning to to break the tie there like I think what I think what Feast for Odin did is mu- more unique to the Eurogame space than what Ice Cool did in the Dexterity world. I can I can see that. What do you think, Tiff? I feel really out of sorts in this category. I really think you guys should decide this. I don't have most of the games in this category I haven't played. So Ice Cool is one that I have, so I feel like I'm really biased toward it. I think I would probably agree with Dan. Um, just knowing from how I've toyed with Ice Cool and how I've played Feast for Odin, it seems like the the amount of kind of twists and turns in terms of the ideas of Feast for Odin seem to outweigh those of Ice Cool. Ice Cool is kind of a lower weight game, so it has less to it. So it, it's kind of apples and oranges a little bit. But a Feast for Odin really does take a lot of familiar things and combine them in a way that feels new, feels innovative, feels fresh. And Ice Cool has the Weeble Wobble thing, but other than that, you're just flicking like a lot of other flicking games. And let's it's also just to be clear that yeah. nobody can do what they do in those videos. I've never seen anyone clear like three rooms with a flick. So it's basically just flicking a penguin that wobbles. It doesn't do anything cool for me ever. <laughs> it's well, true. But how many times have you played it? I think the people that are doing that in the video have played it a lot. It's just like any other skill, like the more you do it, the better you get at it. If you've played it once, you're never going to do that. Do you think it, Ice Cool is exciting my... enough to get that good, Tiff? Mm. I don't. I find it. I found it fun, but I have no desire to play it again. Like it's just like here, flick through a room. That's cool. When you're the kind of person that has hundreds of games on the shelf, probably not. Yeah. If you're a All right, family, if we go, maybe. If we go Feast for Odin, Mystic Vale, Vast, what do we think takes it? Vast. 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 Yeah, I'm cool with that. Let's give it. Let's give it a bold in our show notes, and let's say that most inspirational game for 2016 is Vast, with Mystic Vale and a Feast for Odin, following up behind. Dan, since yeah. this is your forte, tell me about our next category. Biggest burnout, most disappointing game, and the nominees are Sithy. No, I'm kidding. Scythe. Or uh, Codenames Pictures. The Others. 
Saloon Tycoon, Dreamwell, Crazy Carts, Bear Valley, Imhotep, Legendary Firefly, and there's a lot in this category, Via Nebula, Oceanos, and Vikings on Board. I, there's a lot I'm, of sad gamers this year. I'm, I'm curious to hear how we're going to debate badness. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, that I is think, worse. <laughs> I think for this category, you look at how high everybody's expectations were for the game and and then how good the game turned out. Because like, there are games on here that aren't bad games. Like Oceanos is a perfectly fine game, but yeah. the expectations and the desire to own it at Gen Con were pretty high. And then you yeah. play it, and it's just kind of like, eh, all right, it's a good game. Yeah, no. I, yeah, personal experience and desire is going to have to come into this one for me. Because like you said, Oceanos, like, I basically carried that around in my pants. Like, at Gen Con, <laughs> I was so excited. He balanced it on his pants. hi yo. hey um, Spin it. Like, a, never mind. Um, anyway. <laughs> no, so I would say, you know, I think an easy who put removal from this list. on this? What would you say? It wasn't me. Who put codename pictures? I did, only because there were some people who got codename pictures and said, okay, this is a fine game, but it's not as good as codenames. And people were super hyped for it. People were making their own homebrew versions and things like that. This was an idea that they only created because people had decided to play codenames with Dixit cards and other picture cards. So it felt like a, a real grassroots kind of game a game that they had listened to the community and said okay this is what people want let's make it and then it just wasn't as good it just doesn't work as well with the pictures as it does with the words yeah, but take that one off yeah i don't think it should stay on here because there's some other games that were pretty disappointing comparatively like that game is still like playable some of yeah, these games yeah. you will never play again because of how disappointing they were to you yeah so. let's talk about crazy carts okay <laughs> that crazy carts is the well that and the others are the only two on this list i haven't played crazy carts i feel at least was getting a decent bit of hype people were talking about it it was a portal games release it was this zany mario kart style game where you know you'd team up and you'd have to uh simultaneously place things and you couldn't communicate and all this crazy stuff would happen and the game goes too long. You have to play the game twice just to finish it. You do a qualifier, and then you reset and play again. Within the game, the choices aren't that interesting. It's a little bit convoluted. We had a tough time wrapping our heads around it. Um, even the person demoing it with us kind of wasn't willing to push too far in terms of how well this uh, this game played. And then there's also the issue of an odd number of players where you have to play by yourself, which takes away a fundamental piece of the game if you don't have even teams to play with. So in terms of a game that was supposed to simulate this cool uh, like Mario Kart zany experience, I think that it totally flopped. And have you heard anybody talk about Crazy Kart since? No. No. Nope. So, in terms of looking at the personal, in terms of me, I'd put that up at the top. Uh, but I know that some of these other games, like people, let's talk Were about Legendary Fly Firefly. For it? Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, Legendary Firefly stands out. Now, I will, I will say this one is, was put on the list by me, and that was strictly because I had hyped it up in my head, because it's a Firefly game. The game is fine. 
So I actually, I, looking is at the it, rest of this list, I would take it off of this because I actually thought it was it was a perfectly fine game. Even um, the issues with the ship? Even the issues with the ship. I heard there were some problems with like trying to keep the ship afloat and things like that. Like the way it's that a, the... It's, it's not easy, but I mean, isn't that what you kind of want out of your co-op games? Like it was not an easy game. It destroyed us. Um, the art was the biggest disappointment of the game but the game itself it's still playable i think if like tiff had said before like with codename pictures it's still something like i would probably play i didn't need to own it after kind of experiencing it realizing i probably won't play it too much but i also went into it thinking oh maybe this will be better than legendary like the original one which i didn't care for all that much um it's a theme that i love it's a world that i love I liked what they were doing with the, the episodes. I just, yeah, it just wasn't what I expected. But I, I, that's not to say that it's a it's a bad game, though. I mean, there's worse games on this list, so I would vote to take that one off because I think it's still a, a fine game. It's just not for me. I do I think, think we... that... Oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, you go ahead. You can't, you can't make me, Tiff. Go ahead. <laughs> I was going to... I think we should take all of the games we would play again off of this list because it's not disappointing enough if you would play it again i agree all right that's fair yeah like i i put vikings on board just because the the look of that game is awesome and then you play it and it's it's okay it's fine it's thinkier than the the you know its appearance would have you you know but i play it again yeah. It's not the worst thing ever. It's a, it's a fine game. Same thing for Oceanos. It's a fine game. It just doesn't live up to its production value. I would keep Oceanos over Vikings on board. For disappointment? No, no, sorry. I meant I would play Oceanos. Oh, sorry. okay. I misspoke. I gotcha, I gotcha. This, this category is all backwards. <laughs> I was going to say, I think that Oceanos and Vikings on board are both fine games, like Tiff said. It's just about knowing what you're getting into because Oceanos, in particular beautiful game really exciting to get a hold of if you really read into it and paid attention to it you'd realize that okay this is probably a little bit light for what right. i want but that doesn't mean that it's a bad game it can still be yeah, disappointing I blame though, I understand. myself for my disappointment in yeah. some of these games because it's just like or you know when they were first put out you didn't have enough information about what the actual gameplay was going to be they sold it based on its looks and then you bought it based on its looks and then the gameplay was you know, fine. Yeah. Which is why a game like, I think, Saloon Tycoon stays on here because it's a game that... I wouldn't play it again. It's it's not about the expectations going in because I understood, like, okay, this is going to be, you know, lighter. We're going to be building little things. It's about the fact that the game just isn't fun or interesting or variable play to play. It's got fundamental issues. A game like, even though I like Bear Valley... A lot of people were like, oh, Bear Valley is kind of garbage because of all these issues trying to get into the game. It's it's fundamentally difficult to learn and play that game. The only reason that we found the fun in it is because we gave it five plays before we were like, okay, this actually works and makes sense, and now we know it. But that is, that's too much for most people, so that's a problem. Yeah. So how about we take off Vikings on board, Oceanos, Legendary Firefly, and I would take off Imhotep too. Like it was a little I would bit take of a disappointment, off but what, 
It's a fun game. Who's played the others? I haven't. I don't know why that's I on haven't. this list. The others is only on here because of what I've heard. Oh, we'll so take it off if then. we we want to take it off, but I've heard it's not very good. I just think for this one we have to have played it. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I think. I mean, I I don't think that Bear Valley is that disappointing of a game, but I think that a lot of people found it disappointing, and I can see why. Yeah. I don't think that Scythe is that disappointing of a game, unless you look at hype to satisfaction ratio so you know if you try to gauge that because i think that it was more hyped than it was good isn't that what this category is hype to satisfaction ratio i guess so i think it has to that, be that's disappointment yeah. that's the only way to like objectively do it then i think Slash that via subjective. nebula might have to come off because via nebula really didn't have any hype it's just a crummy game i think <laughs> it's but i don't think there was any i don't think there was any expectation other than it's a Martin Wallace game and it's pretty. Oh, well, it's but a I don't space think Cowboys. It's a... So well, that's true. It came with some fanfare, but I I would as much as I don't really want to play Via Nebula, I have no problem playing it. Like yeah. it's just boring. I'd rather just play a full blown Martin Wallace like kick you in the nuts game. You know, yeah. what I mean? like not just half heartedly kick me in the nuts. Come on, Martin. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> go all out, full swing. <laughs> Uh, so Scythe, Saloon Tycoon, Dreamwell, Crazy Cart, Spare Valley. We didn't even talk about Dreamwell yet. Oh, Dreamwell. It's just yeah. not that great. No, it's not. <laughs> and it got a lot of buzz on Kickstarter, and it was demoed a lot at conventions because it's pretty and quirky and kind of zany in this dream, you know, pastel-colored dream state. Uh, but it's got... It's not balanced. It's not balanced. It's got standees. It's got some weird issues just the trying graphic to like, design yeah it's not very good because you can't see anything on the board not a lot of people talking about it these days i think dreamwell stays because i was actually really excited to play that one and it it let me down hmm. i'm wondering since i haven't played any of these like we're now in the tiff doesn't get to vote region of the category yeah. but i wonder how many of these like made you flip the table angry when you played them like so did they even do that for you Saloon no. Tycoon's terrible. Mm. I I don't I think Saloon yeah I don't like Saloon Tycoon that was a disappointing game but um, Dreamwell annoyed me once we figured out the like the brokenness of the one combo that Smee ran with with it was just like why are we even playing this and we figured that out like on turn like four <laughs> it yep. was like all right so then we all just kind of like went through the rest of the game and Smee just exploited that combo and it was like yep he wins like <laughs> that was it it was annoying i didn't want to so, flip the table i never really flipped the table like nothing ever angers me that much i just drink beer or what made you shut down hard because i've dream seen well. you do that <laughs> yeah dream well so saloon tycoon. so it sounds like saloon tycoon and Dreamwell need to stay and we're deciding between crazy carts bear valley and scythe so do we think that the community response to Bear Valley should have whole take weight here? I think. I mean, it's with our Bear category. Valley. It is our category, and it's a, it's a chuddick. So that like really drove. A yeah, lot that of was craze. the thing. Stronghold, Matina, obviously spun it up like they do. Matina's. Mm. But I don't think Matina's there's any chuddick but... game that I've read the rule book and I'm like, I fully understand this. Let's play. Like, you Bear Valley is just extremely it to convoluted. All of his games are like that. Bear Valley is disappointing in the sense that I think 
you know what the version the version that they demoed and the version that they tell you to start with is it's know, not it's, the it's right not version broken, to start but with it's just it's just dumb like it's not even interesting or fun that game actually gets better when you add the advanced rules which should have been the basic rules and then you got a 40 page rule book which is intimidating and all these people. modules and the art is horrible oh my goodness the art is horrendous it's pathetically Dan, bad. If Dan hadn't gotten the tweet, and I forget which listener or, v- or viewer kind of gave us that suggestion, so shout out to that person. They said, you need to play the game with these mods or these uh, additions. Try it this way. And we tried it that way, and it all clicked, and it was fun. But we would have never come up with that combination of the 13 different modules. Like, we never would have just been like, let's play with this one, this one, and this one. But okay, that made it fun. So For it sounds me, like it belongs yeah. here, then. I think so. What about Scythe? Would you play Scythe again? I feel like you would. Mm. I would. Yeah, I would I, definitely. I would. I, I'm not, not going to say it was disappointing to me because I wasn't all that hyped about it yeah. to begin with. I expected exactly <laughs> what it produced, which was a mediocre experience. Yeah. I think it's I fine. I think it's take fine. Off, I don't think it's most disappointing. Take it off then. And you guys have no experience with crazy cards. I'm very passionate on how this is a terrible game. But I won't fight tooth and nail for it. What about Crazy Cards versus Saloon Tycoon for you? Yeah, you've played those too. Because you're passionate about both of those. I think that Crazy Cards is more disappointing because I had different expectations. I actually had expectations. Saloon Tycoon, I didn't have any expectations. I started playing it and thought, this is garbage. Crazy Cards was like, I want to try this. And if this is good, this is really going to be something unique and cool. And it just ended up being exactly, you know, just... Well, I think you could take off Bear Valley because you and I both would play that again. Yeah. Especially now that but, we know how to play it, we never have to touch that rule book again. It's kind of, it's silly. Like, it is it is what it is. It's a silly little yeah. shut it game with convoluted uh, rules. That's all. Hearing what hearing what we said about it, Tiff, do you think that Bear Valley stacks up or do you think that it, should, it can come off safely? Well, I think if we're talking about expectations versus what actually happened i think most people should expect a chuddick rulebook to be convoluted and indecipherable i mean most chuddick games that i've played i've learned from someone who's already dis- unlocked its secrets you know i've never learned a chuddick game from the rulebook so it's probably yeah. a little disappointing that you have to figure out those modules but i don't know that it belongs on the rule on on biggest burnout because you should have expected this also, it's a Stronghold game, which not to knock Stronghold, but you need to be wary of those games as well in terms of rule books and production quality. Yeah, love I you, mean, Steven, but it's true. Yeah, I mean, the games that he brings over are good. His in-house stuff, you know, look at the, look at the card art on Bear Valley and try to tell me that that stacks up to something. Even the games over here, like Crazy Card Streamwell and Saloon Tycoon, have better art than Bear Valley, and they're not good games. Agreed. Okay, so now we're down to three. Saloon Tycoon, Dreamwell, Crazy Cards. What is the best or the worst of the worst? If it was most hated game, it would have to be Saloon Tycoon. But I think that Dreamwell is legitimately broken. I I would pick Dreamwell, just if we're going off the hype versus... Because I was really excited to play Dreamwell, um, and it made me I sad. Won't, I won't fight that. Although I think that Saloon Tycoon is a worse game. I agree. I agree. I played Dreamwell before Saloon Tycoon. I agree, but I'm going, I wasn't hyped about Saloon Tycoon. I actually, I won it, so that's the only reason we played it. You know what I mean? I wasn't, I had no intention of backing it or buying it. 
It was like I didn't have any expectations with that one, but Dreamwell I was legitimately excited for. Tiff, any thoughts just from hearing what we say? It sounds like you're in consensus. It sounds like Dreamwell. I mean, I think anybody that looked at Dreamwell could get excited about it. And probably the same for Saloon Tycoon and Crazy Cards. This category has a little bit of that, you know, does the gameplay match the the awesome artwork feel toward it? But yeah. I don't know. I think Crazy Cards, it's almost like Portal had had some bad releases before that. So I almost expected that one to not mm-hmm. be the best. Yeah. So... Yeah, I think I think you're on the right track with Dreamwell. All right. So our biggest burnout, most disappointing game of 2016 is going to be Dreamwell with Saloon Tycoon and Crazy Carts rounding it out. Our next category, I should probably have Dan introduce this one as well. Dan, this was a, a in-house category that you came up with yourself. What do you got? I don't I don't know what we're going to do with this one except maybe I don't just either. list them. This I this came out of like our original format. I thought it'd be cool. This is the Van Wilder Award. So for anyone who knows that movie, you'll get the reference. But this is the best game you finally got to play this year that's been around for years. <laughs> it's a so, good award. I like it. I mean, should we just kind of say the games that we played and what we liked? Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah, I don't think we need to debate this one. It's kind of a personal thing. So Tiff, we'll start with you. What did you get to play this year that you that you really liked that was a little bit older? My game on this list, it's almost embarrassing, but it's Rococo. Oh my god, it's so good. <laughs> that If we had to vote, we'd probably vote for Rococo, right? right? I would win this category if we had to yeah. vote. Like, the best game on this list that I avoided playing somehow, but... You yeah. played the best old game this year. Yes! We can Rococo say that. Rococo is so good. Yeah. I have the expansion. I want to play it so bad. Nice. Make some jewelry. I immediately jewelry. went out and made a trade for it as soon as I played it. It was awesome. Yeah, it's an excellent game. An excellent game. Did you are any of these other ones yours, Tiff, on this mm-hmm. list? No, no. I, I think most of these are Dan's. Okay, well, Dan, tell us about Dan, your games. I play all old school Euros and was so happy about it. Um, so I've talked about it before. Uh, Forens was one I literally jumped over somebody at Gen Con to snatch off of the wall. Um, this is an old Andres Stedding, so the gentleman who did um, Stouffer and Hansa, Hansa Teutonica, not Hansa. Hansa is a different designer. Um, so this one was really good. I liked it a lot. It has a really cool um, stacking mechanism with like a draft thing. Yeah, so good. Um, Glory to Rome. Thanks to my buddy and our buddy, Patrick Hillier, so um, who taught me this at BGG Con. I finally got to play. Um, and I liked it. And I have no need for Motainai now. So I'm actually excited that I can get rid of one of the two. Because I, I had never, pl- I've had Glory to Rome for three years now. I've never played it. So now that I know, like Tiff said, it's much easier when somebody just teaches you a Chuddock game. Absolutely. Yes. It's not intimidating at all now that I know how to play it. So like that one. Uh, Navigador, another one I've had for a while and not played. This is a Mac Gertz. Yeah. Rondell, very slick game. Just smooth as all hell. It just, uh, I'd say smooth sailing, but that's kind of punny. <laughs> So, um, it, it was, it's just a really good game. And then Matt, you can talk off some of my favorite games here, Dan. Yeah. Matt, you can talk about the next three cause you played those and I don't want to talk. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. I also got to join Dan in his kind of old school Euro, uh, journey in 2016. Got to play Carson city because we got the big box reprint fancy version from what's that Quinn games. Yeah. 
Is that who did it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was that's a fun game. Now we also had the fancy bits, which make it kind of more of a spectacle. But the gameplay itself is pretty interesting. It's got some unique like little bidding, dueling kind of stuff. I like the way that you do the territory development and things like that. I I enjoyed it. I get why people kind of rant and rave about Carson City. I don't know why people are so excited about Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico, I finally got to play. Feels like a dated game. I mean, it's good. I enjoyed it. I get why people like it, but Puerto Rico has always been kind of a Euro standard, and it it just feels old at this point, I think at least, but maybe that's just me. And then we also got to play Torres, which is a really cool little abstract game. Uh, like we mentioned in a previous episode, they are coming out with a reprint this year, so you can get some fancier art, uh, but that is a slick little abstract game that we actually played with the family and had success. So that's always a fun thing to see as well. Uh, If I had to pick one of them, I'd probably give it to Carson City. I think that's the game that I most want to play again and uh, was excited to finally get a chance to to try out. So that is our Van Wilder nominees and winners, although Tiff definitely takes the cake finally playing Rococo. Good job, Tiff. Rococo's good. Top 10 game for me. I'll always win this category. (laughs) (laughs) Playing the good games from the previous year this year (laughs) i'm always working on a delay our second to last category for this episode and for this year's yearbook is a new award and i feel like if we were all here from maryland and went to school in this county we'd call it the cat north award but uh this is going to be some kind of most likely to go to vocational school or something like that because this is our best mechanic award and uh, we've highlighted (laughs) some of our favorite mechanics from 2016 and we will kind of see which one we think was tops our nominees are conan's stamina system the feast for odin patchwork tile placement great western trails movement and trail building mystic veils card building system or card crafting system adrenaline's area control vast's asymmetry dead last's voting system karuba's bingo system the Save the Cupcake discard mechanic, and as Dan puts it, the Wibbly Wobbly Penguin thing from, I assume, Ice Cool. <laughs> True. Unless there was another game with Wibbly Wobbly Penguins. I'm sure there's a few. Yeah. But Ice Cool is what I was referring to. So I think what stands out immediately is that maybe we should take Vast's Asymmetry off since that just won it most unique. Yeah. yeah, I was and, having a hard time when we were doing most inspirational. Like, these two categories are kind of similar. They are a little bit. So this doesn't have to be the most innovative or inspirational. It just has to be, you know, what had the best mechanic? Because, for instance, I'll use something on the list. Adrenaline's area control really isn't that unique. But thematically, I think that it works so well. It turns Adrenaline from a standard Euro game into this really cool thematic Euro game and manages to take something simple like area control um, and uses the blood drop system where when you deal damage, you actually add your blood drops to the character. And it it's not innovative. It's nothing new. But I think that it's really cool the way that they kind of tied the theme in. I, re- I really enjoyed that. I enjoyed that explanation. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Any other standouts for you guys? Um, if I had to get rid of some stuff, because that's what I'd like to do... Um, yeah, so, like, kind of with the same thing you just said, like, so Karuba's bingo system, as I called it, like, nothing 
horribly innovative about calling out numbers like drawing a tile but what i love so much about that game is the fact that at the end of it everyone has done something completely and utterly different and i just think it it's just tailored that that mechanic of just drawing calling out the number everyone takes the same tile it's just so cool how that works itself out that everyone's brain is processing and trying to do something different with completely the same piece and the same board setup i just I love that's what I love about that game. It's just so cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean that that is the whole game. So it's kind of it's it's good that it works so well uh and it's cool that it gives you an individualized experience even though it feels like okay, all we're doing is pick everyone's picking the same tile. You get that choice and placement, which is pretty neat. I don't know that the wibbly wobbly penguin thing is that impressive compared to some of these other things. That okay. was a last minute addition. Yeah, that was just me being funny actually. You can delete that. Oh, okay. Dan's joke is deleted. Yes. <laughs> how about how about a dead last voting system? That's Tiff. Something you can chat about. Yeah. I mean <laughs> Not okay, I, it can come off the list, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I I mean I like it, but if you're talking about like the best mechanic of the year? Yeah. Uh, no. Okay. I mean I didn't know if the the openness of it would help it stand out. It stands out for sure, but I I don't know. It's when it comes down to it, it's just voting, and it's a little bit yeah. different. But you can text each other. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you can do anything. It makes you want cheating okay, game. which is always yeah. fun, and yeah. But I don't know that it's the best mechanic of the year. I would take it off. I mean, I love yeah. I love the game, and I like that part of it, and it's different. But I don't think it's the best mechanic of the year. What do you think, Dan? You're the only other one who's played it, so. Would you fight for it? No, I mean it's a good it's a good little mechanic. It's cool. I would also take off as as much as it pains me the save the cupcake discard mechanic. Yeah, I love it. I love save the cupcake. I'm his biggest fan. I think I'm probably its only fan at this point. <laughs> I like save the cupcake. <laughs> I I have so much fun with that game. I don't know why I do, but I do. I just love rolling boulders down as the destroyer of cupcakes, and yeah. So, but the discard thing is really neat, like the way it works and the, the tension it kind of builds and the how you can change the direction based on what's in the discard pile kind of thing. I really like that, but I don't know that, well, I don't know. Actually, I like it a lot. I was going to say, talk you're, about you're it. selling me on it, actually. I don't know that I want to take it off. All right, yeah. you're going to add it back in. Yeah, the way I, I, I like it. <laughs> it's just so simple, but it just adds such good tension and variability and just yeah i like no, it and i think that's what makes a good mechanic something that's simple but just adds a lot to the gameplay yeah i think i would take off well see for me conan's stamina system isn't all that unique but, but it's a good it's a good mechanic i really it like is it is a good yeah it's the it best is. part of that game i think yeah, it's my biggest problem with that game as well I know. which is the sad thing so i for me i don't yeah I am going to fight just to keep it for a little bit longer. That's fine. I just want to hang out with it on this list just a little bit. I think bit. you can get rid of the Feast for Odin's tile. I think where it's like in the last category we debated it where it was unique or innovative, I think that's where it belongs more because the you know, just placing tiles and covering things and building shapes, that's been done in patchwork and other games. Even like how that. it how you have to get the tiles and you have to kind of transform them so that they're placeable and the placement rules and the income system. 
None of that really sells you on it. No, I mean it is. It all ties together. It's a good mechanic. Yeah. All right, keep that. It's kind I, of. I would keep that over Great Western Trail, though. Really? I would. You you often describe Great Western Trail as having a, you know, that rondell kind of thing, and people don't like when you say that for some reason. But you know, do you think I like how that it changes the pacing of the game? The game starts out really quick, where you're moving through the trail, and then as you build and as you develop, you kind of it it stretches the game in a way that's actually good because it lets you do more things, gives you more options. I think that it helps with the pacing of the game. Sometimes you don't always want to get to the end yet because you've got too many of the same cow in your hand. Yeah, it's a um, good mechanic. All right, um, get rid of Mystic Veil then. I'm just gonna keep going on the line. <laughs> I don't know that I would fight that much for Mystic Veil. I think that innovative and unique for sure. Yeah, but, but the, the game is, it's, like the mechanic is kind of boring. Yeah, it's as just it kind stands. of a new way to deck build. Yeah, as it stands, with like I said before, without the bigger component, or it being a smaller component of a bigger game, it's just not that f- interesting to me. Yeah. I don't know why, but I am so fond of Adrenaline's area control. I have no idea why. Oh yeah, it like blew my mind when I like was like, it's, oh, that's so it, simple. It's just so smart. It is very smart. I love it. I don't. I don't know where I would take off here. I. I could see removing Conan's stamina system because it's not. It's been done it's, before. It's good though. It works, but. Yeah. But it didn't but, blow your mind. But it didn't work for me either. So that's the thing. Like, I it works. It's a different way to do that style of game yeah but i think the um, yeah i don't know nothing in that nothing in that game is truly unique to me like and the mechanic itself is just a different way to do it and like i said my experiences with it it failed me like it was not that interesting when you ran out and you're like okay time to sit here and do nothing for a turn like that that annoyed me yeah, it is the, I guess, the stamina spending system I really like. It's actually the stamina recharge system that I would have the most issue with. Because while I do like the idea of going defensive to gain more and offensive to gain less, the idea of not being able to do anything on your turn is rough. So I, I can see, in terms of this list, there are better things, probably. Fact. I'd fight for Adrenaline over Conan. So, <laughs> I mean, we could... Well, on this list, I guess you could take off Karuba. I don't know. Like, Karuba. Mm. I will fight for that for Game of the Year more than I would fight for it here. Really? I love Karuba. I am. Oh, I know you love Karuba, but it's like a. It's pretty light to be Game of the Year. Still love it. For Dan. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. It. It's just. Uh, well, we'll talk Karuba's, about that. The Karuba bingo system is. Or as you know, however you want to describe it, the tile placement system in Karuba is the crux of the game, and it it's awesome that it works so well because without it, obviously, you wouldn't really have that interesting of a game. So I think that it is perfect given its context. Like it it shines in the context of that game. So yeah. I can see keeping it. It makes yeah. the game. Well, the it mechanic is. is the game. So yeah, I don't know. And the game is super good. So does that make it better to fight for game of the year, I guess, is the question. Mm. Mm. <laughs> if you look at this list, Tiff, what would your three be? Oh, well, I haven't played some of these. 
a lot of like hearing what we're saying about them um i guess i would keep save the cupcake adrenaline and karuba dan what do you think like um, i think a feast for odin based on what you've said the feast for odin is it's cool but it, it's essentially just resource conversion at the end of the day and then you place the tile it's it is super cool but but the resources change shape and size and their ability to be placed i would i don't know why i'm fighting so hard for it I don't, all right <laughs> i would i would keep that over great western trails mechanic yeah i think great great western trails my game of the year but um yeah okay so take off great western trail then no one's fighting hard for that okay yeah i think i agree with to i'm between so i like karuba and i love save the cock (laughs) okay so here so here's Um, the thing we are the nonsensical gamers so this fits just stupidly perfect are we about to fight between feast for odin and save the cupcake (laughs) the best thing opposite sides of the gaming spectrum i can guarantee that three of our four listeners have not played save the cupcake or know what the heck i'm talking about yeah but winning this award could sell them on it you're gonna triple sales dan yeah for save the cupcake yeah they're gonna put our logo on the box or on the plastic case because it doesn't actually say, it doesn't come even in a box. Have a box. I don't even know if this qualifies as a game. <laughs> this is it's basically true. scraps of paper that somebody it's drew. So on. hipster, it comes in a plastic box. Um, All right, so here, so here it is. Between the two of you, since you guys are kind of fighting for save the cupcake, I'm explain not fighting to me for why it, the discard mechanic is so good. Dan wanted to get rid of it. Actually, I would be okay, it, but it, he it, talked himself out of it. Though. It makes the game. It really does because so in the game I don't it's hard to talk about it if people don't know what I'm talking about. So in the game, the card that is in the discard pile, there's these path cards, and on the path there's two different ones that could happen to your boulder if you're rolling these balls down the, the board here. Depending on the color if the color in the discard pile matches the card that your boulder is currently on. It takes the the better path. There's two paths. One is shorter, and one gets you further. Or, you know things like that. Um, and it might not be the better one. It depends on what you're trying to do. But you can, on your turn, you can play a card to the discard pile to alter that, and it alters all the boulders and how they roll, kind of thing. And as, if Tiff was the defender of Cupcake, she can also play to it before I get a chance to to alter it so that my balls go <laughs> in different directions. Uh, balls, boulders. Sorry balls um it's just yeah it's good i mean i could take it off though i'm not that mad at it i i think i like that better than karuba Mm. yeah it is a cool mechanic yeah i do too it's more do you like karuba better than feast for odin uh i want to say i don't know Uh, this is one of those things where i have to get down to like other things in my head uh yeah um, yeah i just i just well yeah it could be the same could be said for like feast road because you can go so many different directions with what you're doing there but i i i just i love that karuba is everyone has the same thing to work with and everyone comes up differently like that for me makes 
the game awesome. I don't know. I'll let you guys. It choose. sounds like we're cutting out Feast for Odin. Sounds like it. I feel like I, I can't vote on it. It's fine. I would fight for it. But Every other I podcast will vote Karuba. Feast for Odin. <laughs> it's like two and a half for Karuba because I'm kind of on board with Karuba and I one mean, for a. To for be a, honest, I would keep Feast for Odin over Adrenaline. Really? Yeah. While I think Adrenaline, like you said, it thematically makes the game I cooler. Love it. It's still just an area control mechanic, but it does thematically make... I don't know. I like them all. Let's just keep them all. I, Nobody's I really a like winner in this category. Everyone's a winner. Or nobody's a loser. Sorry. I think I'm still drunk. What would you pick for your best out of these, then? Ugh. I don't Ugh. know. I think Karuba? Matt is going to say adrenaline. Yeah, for sure. I'm all about it. I don't know why. And Dan just, just said he would get rid of adrenaline. I'm going to pick so, Save the Cupcake. Oh, my goodness. I would pick Save I'm going to champion Save too. the Cupcake. <laughs> I would, too. I'm going to champion it. Just because it. it's so simple. And it's, it, I don't know. It's just interesting and fun. I'm going to champion The best it. mechanism of 2016 is the Save the Cupcake discard mechanic. Hey, it's nonsensical gamers. This is perfect. All right. I'll bold it. I'll make it official in the show notes. Yes. Official champions of Save the Cupcake. So strange. This is like Rhino Hero all over again. <laughs> oh, wait for that new Rhino Hero, though. Ooh, wee. Our award for best mechanic or mechanism, depending on how pretentious you are in your speech, is Save the Cupcake and its ability to manipulate the discard pile with Karuba and its little bingo calling path laying system and Adrenaline's area control blood drop system not far behind. A fourth and very honorable mention would be A Feast for Odin, which is like, consumes all three of these games. Something else box. with uh, Karuba too is the simple decision point of keeping the tile versus discarding it for the movement points too. I think this that, is true. That's this is pretty true. awesome. All right. Yeah, well, you can. No, no, no. I'm just, I'm just elaborating. Those on comments it. into our next and final category because it is the Homecoming King and Queen. The Game of the Year, Will we also like to do... Well, yeah, we'll do two runner-ups. We'll do Game of the Year with a second and a third, beauty pageant style. And uh, the best game of 2016, the nominees are Scythe, A Feast for Odin. Get rid of Scythe. Pandemic, Reign of Cthulhu, Great Western Trail. Karuba, <laughs> Terraforming Mars, Arkham Horror, the LCG, Great Western Trail, Adrenaline... And Stronghold Second Edition. Wait, Great Western Trail is on there twice. Oh, I mean, it's, it I guess it wins. It's that good. So I think we're done here. <laughs> Whoops, <laughs> that's subliminal. Uh, I yeah. So we're gonna remove one of our Great Western Trails, and I think we'll just go ahead and probably remove Terraforming Mars, right? Agreed. Nah, nah. I would keep Terraforming Mars over Scythe and Stronghold. Yeah, I think I'm the only one who's gonna fight for Stronghold, so I get that that's gonna go. I haven't played the Second Edition, but I like it. I, like I mainly that. just wanted to throw it on here. It's an awesome game. Okay. But I accept that it is not going to stack up. And I would take off my own nomination of Pandemic, Reign of Cthulhu. It is my favorite game that I've played this year. But it's not the game of the year. Yeah, it's fun. I like it. Pandemic it's Iberia, really Tiff. It's a really good implement- implementation of Pandemic. Yeah. Get on that Iberia. Iberia. It's yeah? good. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really like it. I keep looking Anywho. at it. Yeah, I don't think I can vote I for Love Let. I mean, Pandemic. Sorry, they're like the same thing now. 
What? Ha ha. Ha 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 ha. Let's just keep reskinning Pandemic and selling it to suckers. It is not a reskin. Mm-hmm. I've enjoyed every version I've played so far. It's just a solid game. Yep, it is just a solid game. But that is not on our list anymore, so we will not fight for Pandemic. Well, I mean, I guess we could give it to Pandemic. Just overall, the <laughs> Pandemic series wins Game of it the Year 2016. It just wins. It, it just can't stop winning. I'll get rid All right, of Scythe. So, yeah, I feel like Scythe is another weak link here. You you give rid of Scythe over Terraforming Mars? Yep. I sure mm. would. Terraforming Mars Terraform made my Mars, top so 10 for the year. Yeah? But, yeah. It's good. Yeah. And a I, lot and of I've, people like I've it. I've said it. I've said it's good. I, I wasn't... I'm not, like... I don't think it's the greatest game it. ever made. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, yeah. I don't think it's the greatest game ever made, but it's a solid game. But if we get rid of that, then, like, I've only played Karuba. <laughs> so... <laughs> well, fortunately, you've heard a whole bunch of stuff on all these games. Yeah, now. I know. But if you don't feel comfortable weighing in, I get that. I think I would go... Great Western Trail, Arkham Horror, Adrenaline would be my picks. I don't agree on Adrenaline. I think Great Western Trail is going to win. That's my Just based that's on my everything I've heard. Well, like, don't we can... spoil it, Tiff. What? No one wants to hear us deliberate number two and three. Yeah, well, I think that's... I think Let's do it know. backwards. That's it how we do it. the nominations twice. That's how we roll. Let's debate the second best game. <laughs> <laughs> it fits. We all agree Great Western Trail is the best game of the year. Now, on to number two. Who gets silver? <laughs> it's actually tough, though. Who would you... Okay. All right. Let's do it. Here we are. Let's just live in the moment. I, is Great, Great Western, Western Trail our game of the year? That is my game of the year. I think it would be my game of the year if I had played it. Someone teach me this game. Please. All right. I, I will teach it to you. So here's the question. Come to Ohio? No, I told you to come to Maryland. Okay, fine. I'll come to Maryland. I now have second a second bedroom, so you don't have to sleep in my living room like Craig did. Well, after the floors are put in, right? That well, that's true. Let me Anywho, know when you got floors, and then we'll I'll let you know when I got floors. So let's do this in in true, just stupid fashion. What would our number two be? Karuba. I mean, I'm okay with Karuba. I like Karuba a lot. It's been a while since I played it, but I remember thinking this is good. As far as light games go, it's definitely top yeah. of the list. The, it's got so much like broad appeal. Like mm-hmm. gamers, non-gamers, you can play it in ten minutes. So if you're time crunched, like it's just good. I, ten minutes is a little generous, Dan. You could play that game in ten minutes. That's a little. It takes like twenty minutes to set the thing up and put your tiles in order. Yeah, but you could play it in ten. I minutes. don't think Dan will vote for Arkham Horror, the LCG as game of the year it's good uh, no richard might <laughs> if only richard was here he's back in the box so he's back in the box uh, all right well i i would vote for it dan you would not vote for adrenaline no of these remaining no my my two remaining would be karuba and a feast for odin hmm. i think i have to concede karuba because it's good enough like i get it like these are all in my top ten for the year, but if I'm gonna yeah. order them, I yeah, it's Karuba and Feast for Odin. I think a Feast for Odin has to be on there, just the way everybody's talking about it, and it is different and good by most. So accounts. sad though. 
Well, I get adrenaline. Argamar is so good. It's so. All good. right, can we just agree on Karuba as two? That's fine. Karuba is our second best We're game. Finish out the show for voting on the third best game of the year. <laughs> what is it you tell me be? it's not terraforming Mars, though, right? <laughs> it's no, not. I don't think not. it is. No. I think a feast for Odin would probably win over that, even though I haven't played it. Based on every description I've ever heard. Matt doesn't what want to get angle rid of can Arkham I take Har. to convince Dan? No, I How, can't. You guys it, are going to have to fight this one. Like, this would be the feat of the year if I could convince Dan to pick Arkham Har the LCG over Feast for Odin. No, yeah. you already you already got me to say it was good. That's good. That's that should be good enough. <laughs> hey, you played the game. You said that yourself. I didn't. I didn't have to convince you of that. I thought it was good. Whether or not I'd like want to play it over and over and over again, no. Maybe I think you would. I think we'd have great bonding time. I said oh, I would I play don't think it that's again. Sell. But I would if I had to choose. If you said, "Hey, let's play Feast for Odin, Odin or Arkham Horror," I'd can't say even Feast for say Odin. the name right. Get out of here. Feast for Odin. That's like <laughs> well, your number three game it. is a game you can't pronounce. Yes, a Feast for Lamar Odin. <laughs> that is my number three game of the year. If you sat me down and say, Tiff, I'm going to teach you a game. Do you want to play Arkham Horror the LCG or A Feast for Odin? I'd pick A Feast for Odin. Yep. Yeah, and while you were sleeping, instead of sleeping through the rules, we could play all of Arkham Horror while Dan tried to teach you and set up the game. Feast for Odin is a bear. It comes with trays. It comes with trays. maybe, Maybe we just leave a fourth runner up in this one. I mean, it's a huge category. I think we have to be decisive. Well, all right. You just well, lost. Well, here, okay. So yeah. if we leave, <laughs> oh, if we leave a fourth in the in the category, you still have to determine who's three and who's four. So it's the same effect. Feast for Odin's three. What do you think, Tiff? Agreed. Richard I, would be so sad. Based based on no experience whatsoever, I agree with Dan. Rich, Twice Richard, Richard has been did, duped. Richard didn't design Sorry, Richard. Arkham Horror the card game though, so he probably doesn't. No, care. but he is a faithful. No, he's a. <laughs> he wouldn't be faithful because they took the dice out and put chip drawing in a bag. He would be like, "What?" We'll ask yeah. him next week. <laughs> All right, that means that our homecoming qu- queen and king, king and queen, either way, and prince, our homecoming winners. S. Great Western Trail, yeah, yeah. Karuba, and yeah, a feast yeah. for Odin, yeah, yeah, in that order, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a sad day for theme, but that's okay. <laughs> what are you talking about? These are all so thematic. <laughs> Let's recap. Our should we recap the whole yearbook here? Yep, do it real quick. Because right. I don't, I don't 2016 it. <laughs> nonsensical yearbook. Best personality, Scythe, winning over Swingin' Jive Cat Voodoo Lounge and Papa Palo. Most economic, Sushi Go Party, winning over Apotheca and Mechs vs. Minions. Biggest flirt, which is our most hype game, Mechs vs. Minions, winning over Seafall and Scythe. Most likely to succeed is the Arkham Horror LCG, winning over Clask and Terraforming Mars. Best dressed, which is overall presentation, Mex vs. Minions wins over Santorini and Swingin' Jive Cat Voodoo Lounge. From today, we had Most Inspirational, Vast winning over A Feast for Odin and Mystic Vale. Biggest Burnout was Dreamwell, unfortunately winning over Saloon Tycoon and Crazy Cards. Not really winning. <laughs> yeah. 
Tiff takes the Van Wilder Award playing Rococo this year, but we also had fun games like Ferenz, Glory to Rome, Navigador, Carson City, Puerto Rico, and Torres hit the table. Our new award, Best Mechanic, or most likely to go to vocational school, is Save the Cupcake and its discard mechanic winning over Karuba's bingo system Woo, and Adrenaline's area cupcake. control. <laughs> the biggest upside, upset of the year was Save the Cupcake. And uh, our homecoming king and queen at Great Western Trail over Karuba and A Feast for Odin. That is the 2016 nonsensical yearbook. And that is the end of episode 61. What did you guys think of our format this year? Do you think it worked out? I like it a lot. I did too. We should do. Play any of the games, so it gave me a chance to have some opinions. We should do all our lists like this. I like it. I think that it spurs some conversation and some debate, even though save the cup. Things don't always go my way. So, if you would like to weigh in on the system, join us over on BGG Guild number two zero seven seven. And we'll also put up our categories there so that you can choose what you think should have won. Even if there are some games that maybe we missed out on. Uh, we appreciate all of your support on this show. You can always check us out. Facebook.com slash League of Nonsensical Gamers. Shoot us an email, podcast at nonsensicalgamers.com. You can also, if you head over to BGG, you can ask for some geek gold for a tiny Meeple Shield micro badge. Join the club and represent the Nonsensical Gamers. You can also find us on Instagram, Nonsensical Gamers, or me at Cinnamon Buns. And if you enjoy the content, if you'd like to tell the world how you feel about our show, you can do so on iTunes. That's a fantastic way to give us uh, constructive feedback or some compliments and help us rise through the ranks. If you want to chat with us personally about why Richard is in a box or anything like that, uh, you could do so on Twitter. Tiff, if they want to find you, where do they do that? I'm at IneptGamer. And Dan, if they want to find you, where do they do that? Um, at League Nonsense or at Scandalous underscore Ned. Do you feed Richard or does he just kind of have to wait until the next time he gets out? Um, Richard feeds off the success of his board games. So he just thinks about how good Defenders of the Last Stand is doing and that nourishes him? Sure. Yeah, that sounds good. Okay. Or he rolls yeah. a die to see what he, he should not You don't give him he little ro- elder sign chits or something? <laughs> I, I like that. He rolls a die to see how he's doing. <laughs> I am hungry. Roll die. I am not hungry anymore. Oh, I'm sorry, Richard. I passed the test. If you want to find me, you can do so at Cinnamon Buns, spelled phonetically. Thank you again all for joining us. We hope you enjoyed the content. We will see you next week, hopefully, with a new show. Everyone say goodbye. Bye. Toodles. Bye.